Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Friends, welcome to Clutter Free Academy, where our goal is to help you take small, doable steps to live every day with less clutter and more life. And joining me today is our fearless leader over at the Clutter Free Academy Facebook page. It is our very own Tanya Kubo. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Kathy. I am. I'm excited. Okay, so I get to nerd out today. <laughs> like this is my favorite topic ever, and. People are not going to, they're, they're not even going to understand how much I love this topic. But we are talking about one of my favorite quotes. And you've heard me say it um, probably about 6,000 times. No, and, you've not said it more than at least 3,000. Okay, I'm good. Sure it's not good, been good, more good. than 3,000. Okay. So I don't know if we've ever talked on this podcast about my undying devotion to a certain little na- lady named Amy Decision. Have you ever heard me talk about her? No. Okay. So she was the author, is the author, of this newsletter that was in the early 90s. And it was called the Tightwad Gazette. Oh, I've heard you talk about the Tightwad Gazette before. Okay. But I've not heard you talk about Amy Decision. I yes. love that name, though. Yes. Okay. And it's spelled in the craziest. It's from... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, the Baltic, I don't know. It's like, it's either Russian or Polish or, but there's like Z's and Y's in there. (laughs) So it's not like, you know, make a decision, but it's a great name. But uh, she is, she called herself the frugal zealot, which I thought was fascinating. And she, the book, the, the newsletter, the Tightwad Gazette was eventually turned into a book. And then there were three volumes of this book, which was turned into like this giant tomb that I, I to this day still read at least once a year. I just love it so much. One, I, okay, go ahead. I have questions. Yeah, please go for it. <laughs> okay. So like, I get it. I, uh-huh. I've actually read it, like read the newsletter, I should say, but, um, can I, can I be kind of snarky and ask why you as the clutter-free queen are reading the Tightwad Gazette once a year? Like, yes. what are you getting out of it? Okay. So I really think a lot of my clutter-free principles came from her without her ever talking about clutter. And the reason I say that is I would say, I wouldn't say she was a minimalist, but I would say she was an essentialist. Mm. that she was very much about and you guys can tell we do not rehearse these podcasts in advance because <laughs> I was like we're just gonna have a freewheeling conversation and yep. it's gonna be amazing but uh, I loved her kind of stripped down attitude about what our needs were versus wants. Mm-hmm. what is it that you know has America tricked us into thinking that our wants or needs. 
And what she would always do was challenge my thinking. And that's why I loved it. Like she had this one article about uh, calculating the small stuff. And so what the article was the difference between using, you know, what's the cost of using a paper napkin versus a cloth napkin? When you, you know, do all the, the washing and drying and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and the energy and everything. And she's like, why would anybody care about that? People are screaming into their newsletters. And she's like, because it's all about the small stuff. There's so many strategies when it comes to the small stuff. And I feel like that's how it is with clutter-free. Yes, there are, you can get a dumpster and you could throw away your life every couple, mm-hmm. you know, two times a year. Maybe you do that. And that is a big strategy. And lots of us need to employ the big strategies. But there are a million little things you can do every single day mm-hmm. that can make a huge difference. And all those things add up. So um, I don't know if it was from her that I first heard this quote, but it, the quote was, and I kept on getting it mixed up between World War I and World War II. It was actually World War II. Use it up, wear it out, make do, do without. And I know it sounds so austere and so cheap, but I actually think it is a great way to think about not just clutter-free, but also being ready for anything. And I I, I feel like there's a powerful combination here Mm -hmm. because I I really have believed in this whole pandemic uh, that we, you know, we, at at this recording time, we are still in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. Um, There has been some very good stuff happening in California, some very bad stuff happening in the rest of the United States. But I think many of us are starting to challenge the ideas that we've been raised with that we have to uh that we have to live like everybody else and that our lives have to look you know that we need to eat out three times a week and that we need to have fresh vegetables every single day that we go and pick up at the store and all these things that we get to now challenge our thinking on because I don't know about you, but, you know, for me, this, this time without in many ways Mm -hmm. has really challenged what is it that Roger and I actually need Mm -hmm. in order to be happy, healthy, and content. I don't know. Have you, have you spent any time thinking about that? Oh my gosh. You, you know, I'm obsessive I know, and compulsive all at the same you've been time. you so busy. I didn't know if you would have time to even think <sighs> about such things. Okay. Well, I feel like now that things are looking up, I can confess a truth. Oh, do tell. Which is when all of this went down, like, don't, don't get me wrong. I had that moment of panic. Like my life is changing. My routines are going sideways. Ah, yeah. <laughs> my kids don't get to go to school. Right. Um, so, but after that, you know, there was this moment and it was late at night and I looked at Brian and I was like, this could be really good for our family. And he looked at me like I was a crazy person and which was fine because I was feeling like a crazy person. And I said, you know, I feel I had, I had been feeling for a while um, that our, our life was not so much. It wasn't sustainable, but we had all these habits that were created um, 
on autopilot. Uh, they weren't yeah. necessities. Like one thing that had been frustrating me is that my girls had started really taking for granted certain things that used to be privileges, right? Like the idea of being able to eat out at a restaurant used oh to be special. Goodness. Our family used to do that like once a month. And I was getting eye rolls and huffiness when yeah. I said no to McDonald's a second time in the week. Can I just tell you, when I told Roger and my mom, who mm -hmm. I'm sheltering in place with, that Abby said, I want to go to a restaurant and choose my meal. Both Roger and my mom said, I do too. <laughs> right. They deeply empathized with Abby. And, and that was her thing, right? It was like, I want to go to a restaurant because I don't want to eat the same thing you eat. <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, and I remember maybe a few weeks before it happened, I was trying to get Abby out of the house, you know, and she's five. Okay. So we have to give her some credit. It's not like she's oh. a bratty 16 year old. Hello, but... my, my 70 something <laughs> mom and my 50 something husband had the same reaction. So but let's she, be clear. You know, she used to throw these little fits, like trying to get ready for school. And, she, and you know, and she'd say, well, if I get ready, will you take me to Starbucks? And I'm like, where have we gotten <laughs> wrong in this house? So when this whole thing happened, I was like, you know, I think this is an opportunity to break habits. Now, it's not going to be easy. And it wasn't that first month. There was a lot of tantruming in this. And Brian was tantruming, right? He's like, yeah. I'm going to go to Jack in the Box. <laughs> I understand. So I get it. Um, but now, like, my Starbucks habit is broken. And I think mm. that's a good thing. And I'm not criticizing Starbucks or anybody who no. has a daily Starbucks habit. I had one. But it wasn't serving me. Yes. I just didn't yeah. know what else to do, right? It was Ugh. so ingrained. And it feels good to have those habits broken. And it feels good to know that I survive. Yeah. So we are definitely going to come back to this because we're going to spend four weeks talking about. Oh, yay. Because I have all these like ahas. Yes. And so we're going to talk about the ahas and we're going to talk about. But I will say this, you know, with the whole star. When you say, I don't want to say this because, you know, at the start of the pandemic, but you were saying, you know, almost in a whisper, this could be really good for our family. I, I have embraced the power of and. This mm -hmm. is devastating. I have friends who have lost their mm -hmm. parents. I have friends who have lost their jobs. I have friends who have lost so much. It's mm -hmm. terrible. And this has been a reset. Mm -hmm. that I desperately needed in my life. And it feels very um, hard to say those things alongside each other. But I think for many of us, this was an opportunity to reevaluate. Am I, am I living within my, uh, in accordance with what I believe? Mm -hmm. Or am I just in survival mode? Right. Well, it's, you know, like I said, being on autopilot, and I'm going to say one more thing. And then I, yeah. I want to ask you some questions about today's yeah. topic, if that's okay. okay. Yes. But before I do that, one, one thing I'll say on living with the and, right, is I've become, because we're very careful about leaving the house, I've become much more careful about my purchases, much more thoughtful, yes. I will say about my purchases. So um, you know this, but our listeners don't. Uh, Abby, my sweet, sweet little redheaded ringlet girl with the dimples, yes. fried my computer last week, yes. and it, it was not an old computer at all. No, not it even was old. not. But it was a computer purchased without accidental damage protection. So um, totally fried it. You know, I called the company. I was like, what can I do? And 
because of the state of events, they're t- telling me two to three months before they can fix it or do anything with it. Holy cow. And it's like, okay, I don't live a life where I can do that, right? We don't have backup computers. Yeah. I, I've heard people do, but we yeah. do not. So I, I do what I would have always done, right? So we look online and we say, okay, nobody can get us a computer until May, right? There's nothing that we can just pick up at a store. Fine. So then I go to big box store number one. They don't have anything in stock. I go to big box store number two. I'm going to drive 40 minutes out of town to big box store number three Mm -hmm. before I remember that we have a little computer shop in town. Mm. And I go, I bet they're not open because that's not an essential business. Right. And I, so I call Brian. I said, well, I'm going to go drive out of town. Secretly very excited to be in the car all by myself. Not going to lie there. And and I said, you know, I only wish that they were open. And he says, well, let me call them. Well, come to find out they were open. They had three computers in stock. And they were willing to sell me one of them very cheap. Because wow. they were like, you want to take. So I got, but you know what? I got to support a local business. Yeah. And yeah. I've always been passionate about supporting local businesses. It just wasn't top of mind because it's been so habitual for me to go to big box stores where I can buy right. all the things. Right. Where you can have all the choices and do all the things. Yeah. And here's the thing. When we live within our means, whether it's time, energy, space, or money, it, it supplies an abundance. And that abundance means I can pay a little bit more, which you didn't even have to this time to shop local. It means that I have a little bit more that I can help somebody who needs it needs extra time and so to reevaluate our space time energy and money in light of these principles and these principles the use it up wear it out make do do without were were set in place in world war ii because they needed people to pull back on how much food they were eating and consuming because they needed to be able to send that to the troops Mm-hmm. They needed to be able to redirect efforts to be able to support this cause. Sound familiar? And so, right. yeah, today we want to talk about use it up. And so, um, you know, I just want to explore this each week and just to challenge how we think through each of these different ideas that we have. Okay, and we've done challenges in Clutter Free Academy, the Facebook group, yeah. around these principles, and it's very popular. Yes. And I've heard from members, and it's very interesting to me, where when we do like a decluttering challenge, right, a 500 thing fling, um, some people struggle with a feeling of dep- deprivation, right. but during like the use it up, make do, do without, wear it out, make do, do without challenges, people feel very empowered and they almost feel like they're made hyper aware of their abundance. Right. So, um, but for our listeners who haven't had that experience, I'm curious, like when you're thinking of use it up, like, is this an intentional thing or is this a just like, I'm not going to go out and buy anything new. Therefore I'm forced to use up all my stuff. I actually think, you know, I think I've put a question that we need to ask ourselves with each of these principles. Mm. And the question I need to ask myself with use it up is what is my abundance? What do I have an abundance of? And so I think it's such a great question. Do I feel forced to use what I have? Or can I turn around and say, I am a clever person. Mm-hmm. What, how can I take what I have and make the best of it? So it's not use it up, eat gruel, 
It's use it up. How can I delightfully use my abundance? And so we've got a couple of different categories here. I wanted to talk about food first. And, you know, Roger and I have a motto and you've heard me talk about it. It's fresh first. Mm -hmm. And so, because there's nothing sadder than the dead bag of salad in the bottom of your, and can I tell you what was, well, there is one thing sadder. I, I didn't realize I had two avocados that were, I know, sitting in the crisper and they were not crisp, but they were bad. So, um, so our first principle when it comes to food with use it up is fresh first. So what is sitting in the front of my fridge or maybe has got shoved back a little bit that I need to use up first? So like you, I do imperfect produce, which is now called imperfect foods. Excuse me. I, was, I started a long time when it was imperfect produce. I think you did too. And so we'll put a link to that. I, I think they're now accepting new clients. They are. They are. Yeah. So I love this. This is use it up 360. I love it. Yeah. Because what they do, the imperfect produce, like today I ordered um, uh, apples that were part of a hailstorm. Mm -hmm. I did too. We've got matching apples. I'm so excited. And so they're perfectly good apples. They're not dented or anything. They're puffed up in certain places. Mm -hmm. And so those are going to be amazing. But so we're using up fruit that otherwise would have been given, you know, would have been um, either rerouted. So it would have been put back into the farm as like compost or may have been used to feed pigs, which is also a good use of it. But feeding humans is the best use. And so mm-hmm. we're going to help them use it up. And I love they give you a little calculator of like, this is how much farm fruit you've saved or food you have saved. And then I'm also going to say, hey, I've got an abundance of apples. How can I use those up? So what can I create? So that food fresh first is I want to start using up all my fresh ingredients Mm -hmm. first and towards the end of the week I'll start going into canned and frozen and things like that then okay go ahead I was just gonna say you know what we should do is we should share recipes like our favorite recipes Mm. that use up fresh fresh items before they go bad yes yes absolutely so what would be your fresh item um zucchini (gasps) Okay. Right, because zucchini to... is like fine today, and then tomorrow it is not fine. Yes, you have like, to share or is that your just recipe for zucchini boats because that's my favorite well, thing. Well, the zucchini boats are great, especially if they're large. I'm happy to share that recipe. But chocolate zucchini muffins. Oh my, my goodness! Have no yes. Idea. Oh, they're so good though. They okay. Are delicious. And so for me, I think it would be. Um, let me think. What would be my u- apples? Because mm-hmm. I make a Dutch apple bread that is just. Oh. Apple- of this world. So yeah, okay. So we're going to share those recipes on the link. Okay. Then the next thing is um this is my Thursday night meal. I call it throw it, throw it together Thursday. And what I love about this is it is something like um I, we have a lot of onions and peppers and we've got a little bit of salami. So I'm going to do a pizza. Mm. And so I can do a dough really easily or I could do um Non, if we have non around, we'll do that. I've done it on French bread pizza, so we'll use it up. Or a soup. If I have a lot of vegetables that I haven't gotten to that week, I'll do a vegetable soup that uses up all of those. Mm-hmm. So it's throw it together Thursday. It's like, okay, what is it? Because my my imperfect produce 
delivery comes on Wednesdays. So Thursday, I'm looking at like, okay, how much celery do I have? I need to use this up. So I'm going to put it together or throw it together Thursday. And then this is what I would call backwards meal planning. So a lot of people, what they do is they say, here's my meal plan for the week. And here's, I'm going to go shopping and I'm going to go down every aisle and I'm going to fill my cart with what I need. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to cook the meals that I do. So that's better than not having a plan. Right. But the best plan, and I know you do this, Mm -hmm. open up the fridge. Okay. What do we have too much of? Okay. We have too much zucchini. We're going to have zucchini boats or we're going to have zucchini chocolate muffins or something like that. So you're planning backwards instead of going out and buying a bunch of virgin ingredients, you're using what you have and you start to get a sense of, okay, I need to use that tomato today. Like that's not going to be okay tomorrow, but today it's going to be great. Mm -hmm. So those kind of things. Um, the, so it's that use it up principle And I think about this for activities too. You know, what, you have little kids, what art supplies did you buy too much of at the time? Mm -hmm. So what, what, what ingredients do you have for, could you, what can you use up right now to keep your girls entertained? Um, Those kind of things, asking those kind of questions will change the way you think instead of having an Amazon delivery at your door every single day. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us went through that the first month we were, at least we did because we had moved houses and we, some of our stuff was still in storage and we couldn't go get it. So maybe it was just me where I was getting to know the Amazon delivery guy really, really well. You know, for us, Amazon stopped delivering I think much sooner than it did to other parts of the state because we're not very close to an Amazon uh, oh, warehouse. Okay. Um, so we we've, we've had to do without Amazon or understanding that it's going to be two to three weeks to get something from Amazon for a while. It's just wow. now picking back up for us. Wow. So yeah, so Amazon stopped being an option early. So you got to figure it out. You got we to use did. up what you already had. We so did. Thinking about that, you know, were there things you were keeping just in case? This is the in case. This right. Well, I mean, some things were like, you know, like I have kids and they have like messy activities and it's like, okay, we're just going to set that aside until a day when mom feels like cleaning up the mess. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, when they are climbing the walls yeah. and you're losing your sanity suddenly mess. All right, let's make that lip gloss. Let's, yeah. Let's go for it. For I let them paint my front windows. We had this like Crayola paint and I saw something on Facebook, like you could mix it with some dish soap. It was the best, quietest two hours of my life. And could you just spray it off? Yeah. You just spray it with window cleaner and it comes right off. It's, it's actually still there because my neighbors really like it. It makes them so happy because there's not a lot of small children in my neighborhood. So my neighbors all comment like, oh, we love the artwork. So I leave it. But yeah, we've been really, we've been really um, specific. And when we see chalk art and we see kids playing, we Mm -hmm. say, thank you for the chalk art. I (laughs) want them to know it's made them happy. So, you know, how do you change your thinking in this time to use it up? And here's, here's the questions I need to ask myself. What do I already have enough of? You know, so like one of the things I'm trying to think of, I've got all this colored paper, I, I don't have small children. I need to figure out, okay, who do I give this to? Who do I, you know, there, there has to be somebody that could use that. And so I need to figure that out in a different way. Tanya's like, I was okay. like, okay, well, I just gave something away. 
what did you just give away? I gave away my instant pot. So here's the thing. Okay. So I've had a six quart instant pot for like ever. And now that my kids are big, it's just not quite big enough. So I got an eight quart, I think during Amazon day or something, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm a creature of habit. I'm like, my six quart is on the counter already. I know how to use it. It has to get pulled out of the box. So it's just been sitting there like in my dining room. I trip over it all the time going, I should take that out. Well, I have been using my instant pot so much lately because I'm still working. You know, my husband's right. not working. The girls aren't working, but I'm still working. So I've been using it so much. And in fact, I made a delicious roast beef in there. Uh, yeah. And I was like, you know, it's time to get the eight quart out. Like it's time yeah. to just switch it out. And I thought, you know, but then there's the other things like, what do you do with the other appliance? You can't donate stuff right now to most places. Right. So there's a mom's group I'm part of. And I put it in, I said, Hey, is anybody interested in this? And somebody, you know, asked a couple questions about it and then said, Hey, you know, if you're selling it, how much? And I said, it is free to a good home. I washed everything up, took all the accessories, put it on their front porch. They've got two toddlers. It's the perfect oh, size for perfect. them. Perfect. So they're super happy. And now I have clean counter space and I can take this appliance that I've just been camped out with. Yes. That is the use of that principle because it's like, you're not using it. Make sure somebody else is. I love this. Okay. So, you know, the questions are, what do I have enough of? You had enough Instant Pots. You could get away <laughs> rid of it. And how can I use up or share my abundance? That's exactly it. So, Use it up is our first principle. And guys, you know, this is, this is such a ready for anything principle as well, because when there is a food shortage and there right now, when we're recording this, there isn't, but there has been talk of it. You want to make sure that you are using what you have. So you are not contributing to panic buying. That's what we want to avoid. We want, you know, the scarcity of the toilet paper. We're all using that up. I mean, let's be super, super clear. And so this is about not just taking good care of yourself. It's about taking good care of your neighbor. Tanya, thanks for being on with me today. Thanks for having me. And thanks for explaining this because I think that when you say it, it can sound, like I said, it can sound deprivation focused. Right. And it's, um, and I really like the abundance framework that you use for it well because here's the thing we can we are smarter and more creative than we know Mm -hmm. and so when we're watching chopped you know and they're putting wild and crazy things together can we think about what could i do you know people might not think about zucchini and chocolate chips but there it should they should (laughs) it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing and so how do we how do we think creatively and realizing, understanding we are creative beings, that we can, we can make a beautiful life out of what we have, and we don't need to keep acquiring our desires, that we can create beautiful things out of the abundance we already have. Well, friends, thank you for joining us, and come back next week. We're going to be talking about you, we, we talked about use it up. Now we're going to talk about wear it out. And it, again, it's going to sound deprivation. It's actually going to be a lot of fun. You've been listening to Clutter Free Academy. I'm Kathy Lip. Now go create the clutter-free life you were always intended to live. Mm-hmm.